Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hey there. Hey. We had a wonderful weekend, didn't oh we? Oh my goodness. It was nice. It was really good. It was. Yes. It was not not what I expected. No? Because no, it is a, it's a small school. Yeah. But I do want to give a shout out to International College of Ministries. Yes. ICM. Dr. Self. A very good school. Um, and I was already feeling like, man, there's so many good classes. Like I, I feel I like I need to get hot back on there and you know do some more just yeah. because it's been so beneficial. But it was nice. It was very um, intimate and heartfelt. I yeah, would say. I feel like yeah. Dr. Self. He just he's such a humble guy, and um, nice. I just loved it. I did. Nice. They had testimonies that were amazing. Yes, those were amazing. Lives. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I feel like the last testimony really described the school in a good nutshell, that you're not just going there for knowledge, it's also for uh, res- restoration and for healing. Yeah. You know, like when you go through those classes, sometimes yes. like God is revealing things. Yes. About your own life or own areas of healing that you need or uh-huh. wounded places or strongholds as we're talking about. Right. Things are revealed because the classes are so Holy Spirit filled. Yes. You know? Yes. It's not so, I mean, they're very biblical. Yes. And uh, I mean, that's just how we counsel. So it, it was right in line with information we needed to I know. Here we've help others. We've we've finished uh, yet another degree, but gosh, it's just not about the degrees. It's about what we learn, especially through them. I've learned so much, and I've been in school forever. I mean, even even secular. You've done secular schooling, yeah. and you've done other seminary. Seminary, but. I don't know. I think when you get into counseling out of God's Word, um, Holy Spirit just gives you a hunger for that knowledge. Yeah. And um, ICM really has some really great classes. And I mean, I still, like you said, there's classes that, you know, I look at and I'm like, gosh, I would love to take that. So. You know, again, it's not about the degree, but you might as well get a degree if you're going to take these classes, at least apply it to that. I don't know. It's just, it's just good stuff. Yeah. Yes. It, it was really, it was really nice. And even the church service the next day on Sunday was oh. very, very good. It's fairly that was like, very timely, you know. And um, Allie made a good point. I never put the connection, but she's like, she, he reminds me of Derek Prince. I'm like, yeah, very like humble, um, soft. I could see but that then a little he, bit. There's a little bit of conviction behind his authority, but not an overbearing, screaming type. 
um, no, pastor. No, very gentle man. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, I can kind of see that. I can relate to that. Yeah, I love that message that he gave on the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah. And that there's a whole part that people are missing. It's not just the receiving the Holy Spirit when you're saved. There's yeah. a whole other part yes. that a lot of Christians aren't walking in, which is the filling of the Holy Spirit. And they're now walking in the power. Yeah, that's how you get, you get filled. The you power, power and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's that power that, that allows us to do things. You know, and as I think about that, this, that's the part that causes people to stay in a position of not excelling in their walk. So if, you, if you're born again and they're you receive the Holy Spirit, it. yeah, they're not maturing yes. in their walk because they're not asking to be filled. They're not asking the Holy they're Spirit. They're still on the milk. Yeah, so they, it doesn't mean they're not saved, which I, I right. love that he said that word. Yes. It doesn't mean that there's a different category of Christians. God no. has no favoritism. Or a hierarchy. No, not at all. Right, I loved when he said that too. Yeah, it's we're all the same. But there's so much more you could have or obtain to get that yes. abundant life. Because there are Christians that are born again and saved. And man, they're still walking in strongholds. They're still, yeah. they're still struggling like... We all struggle, but I mean struggling to where they like, feel hopeless. Or, yes. You know, they... Um, they can't see beyond what they're in. And it's that it's that asking the Lord to fill me with the Holy Spirit and show me greater and mighty things. Yes. Um, because I was, uh, again, we had, before we hit the button, we are talking about how when you go on vacation, um, it's you never, your, your quiet time isn't quite the same because you're right. not in your own little element or space. And yeah. you kind of, you have to, you know, suffice to other people's right. schedules and what's going on around you. But, um, boy, just God is faithful because the first day I came back, because um, we got back a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I can't even remember. I know. When did we get back on Wednesday. Wednesday? Yes. So Thursday and Friday, it was just so, it was just so good. Like, he, he responded immediately when I was like, you know, just speak to me, Jesus. And um, I ended up turning to uh, Jeremiah 33.3. Which is call to me and I will answer oh, you. Oh yeah, and show you great and, and mighty, mighty things, things which you do not know. I love that scripture. That goes so in hand with being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like just call ask me the and Lord. Ask, ask for that filling. Show me great and mighty things. He will. Yeah, it says that there. I mean, listen. You know what? I don't think that if we were, f- if we did not have the filling of the Holy Spirit, we couldn't we couldn't complete the schooling that we have completed. Yeah, we could not do uh, the things that we do here in our office and no. and help people. To we have to have the filling constantly mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. It's not just a one time as as you know. Yeah, the Lord for that <clears throat> infilling of the Holy Spirit. You have to ask for it all the time. Yeah. There's no way. I look back and I look back at when I was in high school. I hated high school. I just wanted I out. Too. I did too. Oh, I, I think it was because I felt out of place. Oh, I felt so out of place. And I just wanted out. Yeah. 
And then I did a bachelor degree in a, in a secular university, and I didn't even like it. And I'm thinking, if I didn't like high school, why did why am I going to college? Right. And I didn't have somebody to say, listen, Kim, you really need to go to college. You really need to do this and do that. I knew that I should, but I hated every minute of it mm. because I wasn't walking in my calling. Right. I didn't even know what that was back then. Right. But man, once I knew exactly where the Lord wanted me, once I I was saved. I mean, the Lord has done, it's not me. It, it's totally, I know. it's totally the Lord because I just want to know more about him. That's why I keep going to school. Not that you got to go to seminary to learn about the Lord, but for us in counseling and what we do, our calling, it, it requires to have some more of that knowledge. But every class, like you said, every class that I took, I'm like, okay, I, I got so much out of it, mm -hmm. just personally, yeah, and then for for right. counseling and it's it's, it's personal just good. healing and growing and maturing. Yeah, you know that's why you got to constantly, constantly learn new things. I mean, you have to how be teachable. Else do you, learn? <laughs> you can't learn any other way. And here's the thing that if you feel for those listening, if you feel like your walk is not moving forward, mm -hmm. you've got to get with the Lord and with Holy Spirit and and ask ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit yeah. and have Holy Spirit speak to you as to what direction yeah. in your life yeah. you need to go because you need to constantly be moving forward, constantly growing. Yeah, because one of the most precious moments um, during the whole trip was on Sunday. Um, he did it. He did the sermon, and he was he was preaching on the filling of the Holy Spirit, or sometimes it's called baptism of the Holy right, Spirit, or right. um, there's other ways of saying it, or the filling, or receive. Well, you no, receive the Holy Spirit at salvation, at salvation, but filling or baptism of the Holy yeah. Spirit. And sometimes it takes laying on hands, and he showed his he shared his own testimony of how yes he was saved at like ten I believe at age ten yeah um twenty five years and, later yeah he was doing well but then in college he went wayward yeah um and got into a whole bunch of, of mess and then felt just so hopeless a state of depression was yeah, on him yeah uh, just so heavy but remember he was he was born again and saved so there's so much more and. His mom said, "Hey, you need to go see this this pastor. Right. He, people are being changed after talking to him, and yeah. it's because he was praying with them, laying on hands, and asking God to fill them or baptize them with the Holy Spirit. So he did, and it completely changed his life. Like his whole, he felt, even though his environment didn't change right away immediately, right? He felt peace. Yes, and he felt hope again." Mm. He didn't feel alone. Right. He really, you know, that feeling of the Holy Spirit. So, at, you know, he was saying that. And then at the end of the sermon, he did it so gently, so... Oh, it was um, so beautiful. So beautiful in a way of like anyone come forward that is ready to receive the filling 
of the Holy Spirit who wants more than what you have in your Christian walk right yeah. now. It, it didn't and, have to be something crazy, people falling out no, and nothing. all of that. It was so intimate, it was beautiful. So, so I, oh, it's everyone great. else in the audience was, you know, bowing their head and we were in a state of prayer and we were praying to ourselves. And I took a moment and I looked up and it was breathtaking. Mm. Like I saw these groups probably maybe five or six groups across at the pulpit, you know, in front of the pulpit. And there were groups of people just, it was beautiful to see believers and Christians just having their hands on others and just praying yeah. in their own intimate way. And I saw these six groups of people and it was, it was really beautiful. Yeah. Like it was the most beautiful moment to see that. It was, it, you felt love. Like yeah. you saw that in all, I mean, all you could do was cry because it was like, oh, that is so beautiful to see God's people praying over yeah. other God's people to yeah. have more. To they have want more, more. You know, and it was so beautiful moment. Man, I just, I just cannot say this enough that if you are stuck in your walk, you have got to seek the Lord on this and ask the Lord to... And you don't have to necessarily have someone lay hands. When I received no. it, I was by myself. Yeah. Um, and I, I received it. Um, so you don't have to have laying on the hands. But it, um, And, you know, the other thing I really liked that he pointed out was, and this is in his own testimony, that you may go back to, like those people may have gone back to their seats. He said, continue to have faith because you ask God will fulfill what you asked right, right. and if it didn't happen immediately like when he walked away from the laying on the hands of that that gentleman it wasn't until he drove away in his car yes. that he started to feel yes. the infilling of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and, and felt different and well changed. because the enemy is going to tell you yes. so many things yeah. opposite of what you've just been told yeah i mean that you is go, an act of faith it oh, is so if something doesn't happen immediately do not say don't lose faith well, here i i guess i guess i'm not going to have it because the scriptures say call me and i'll answer you like he's not yeah you know he's not going to he's not going to turn something different than you. what you asked for if it's part of his will this is part of god's will yeah. to have the infilling the baptism of the holy spirit on every christian can you imagine what the world would be like? It wouldn't if be every like born again it Christian. It would not be like it, it wouldn't is be like today. this at all. Not at all. If more people understood that and asked every day for that infilling yep. of the of the Holy Spirit, because it's it's not about what you are doing. It's about what God is doing through you. Yeah, yeah. It's so important. Yeah, it's. Oh. I mean, how do you how do you know? Like, maybe you have trouble being in your word. Well, ask ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit to come into you, to fill you with the Holy Spirit's so power, you so can you can understand. understand you you uh, you have clarity that you could soak in this knowledge because right. it is it's priceless. Yeah, and when I was reading Jeremiah thirty three three the other day. This caught my eye because I have a kingdom dynamic in our Bible that talks about divine revelation and spiritual warfare. And I'm like, oh, oh Lord, okay. we're, we're on spiritual warfare. Yeah. And so let me read this because this is a great way to also pray. 
Um, it says, um, God promised Jeremiah that if he would call to him, not only would he answer him, but he would reveal to him great and mighty things and could not otherwise be known. The word mighty is better rendered isolated or inaccessible. The suggestion is that God would give Jeremiah revelational insight, revealing things that otherwise would be inaccessible or isolated. Such revelational insight, I love those words, revelational insight, mm. always has been essential for a clear understanding of victorious spiritual warfare. One cannot pray effectively without insight into how to pray, as well as into what things God truly longs for us to seek after in prayer. Mm. So this reminded me of our dear friend Tammy because she always goes to God and asks, what should I pray for? Yeah. She always will, instead of sometimes if you go to her and ask her for insight, she doesn't respond immediately. She says, let me pray about that. Yeah. And in her prayer, she's praying, God, give me insight, insight. Yep. onto how to pray. What should I pray for, God? And that is amazing because that is how we should fight spiritual warfare because sometimes we don't know what to pray for. But if you go and ask for this revelational insight, as Jeremiah 33, 3 says, God will clearly give you an understanding of what to pray for in that battle or in that fight or whatever it may be. I was like, that was really good. I love that revelational insight. Yeah, so you pray for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this goes hand in hand with uh, what we want to do today. And we're on uh, part two of Strongholds. Mm -hmm. um, so we were talking about the 12 root strongholds last time. And so we want to continue on and uh, see yeah. how far we get here. And Because mm -hmm. um, let's see, last week we talked about the spirit of infirmity. Yep. The spirit of fear and the spirit of python, also called divination. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so number four now is the spirit of sexual immorality called harlotry or whoredoms. Mm. Lust, adultery, pornography, rape, incest, pride, and love of the world are characteristics of this demon. Sexual addiction is also a result of this perverted spirit. Yeah. And it brings out, is it Hosea? Yes, Hosea 4.12. Okay, let me turn to that. I should have had that already. I know. Do you, you have that? No. no, I don't, but I'll turn to the next one. Okay. All right. That one says, My people ask counsel from their wooden idols, and their staff informs them. For the spirit of harlotry has caused them to stray, mm. and they have played the harlot against their God. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. But isn't that crazy to think that back in those times they had such idols that they would... And I, I mean, think about it today. There still are idols that people go and bow down and pray to. Yeah. All kinds of them. Like, I mean, it makes me think about the nail shops. <laughs> they, oh, they have the little, gosh. the fat little guy on the floor. What is I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I don't know what that is. But they have like fruit and oranges that they're yeah. offering to their God. Yeah. Ouchie. That's not but it, good. But it's so, I mean, it, they it can't even speak. Like you're, that, that thing, that 
that wooden idol idol or whatever it is is. we have a god that's alive well and here (laughs) let's just talk about this for one second i mean an idol you know you could think that cross that's hanging around our necks if you put that somewhere higher than jesus yeah that's an idol Yes, the Lord, he, he died on that cross for us. And when you're wearing that cross, that's what should be in your mind is Jesus died on that cross it's for Jesus. us. It's Jesus. The relationship. Right. It's a relationship. It's not, I mean, you can't idolize this piece of jewelry around your right. neck or, you know, that fish you stick on your car. Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, it has to be about Jesus yeah. and the relationship. Right. And, I mean, let's just go back to what that is. You know, this spirit of sexual immorality. Listen, if if you are not married and you have um, a girlfriend or a boyfriend and you're s- sleeping with them, that's not good. Y'all, I mean, that's not what God designed sex for. Mm-hmm. If you have a sexual addiction, you need to you need to get some help for that. Yeah, and there's there's plenty of help out there. Yes. I mean, you just have to look that these are the characteristics yeah. of this demon, which is lust, adultery, pornography, rape, incest, pride, and love of the world. Yeah, look at that love of the world. Love in of there. the world. Because the world is so engulfed in sexual immorality. Yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere you turn. It's a billboard. Oh. You know, as simple as simple as that. It's yeah. just walking in the grocery store and a woman is just provocative. And I do feel bad for our men. I really do. I, I mean, the, There's, you know, there's clothing with words on their butt. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, where do you think their eyes are going to go? Um, and I'm, I'm, when I was in the world, yeah, I didn't even think like that. Right. But this is why it's so important to be saved and born again. Yeah. Because it gives you a new perspective yeah. on things. Like you're now looking at things as how God sees things. It's We can't do it on our own. That's what I'm saying. No. There is no way. You have to have the Holy Spirit in you to give you that discernment. There's no way. We're born in sin. Yeah. Like there's no way to get rid of that but to be born again. That's how dramatic yes. it is. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. It's not like there was no other way. It wasn't like you just you just go to God and ask for something. Now you that's what you do in that, but you have to have a whole new born again experience. experience. You have you have to have a change in lifestyle. Yeah. A change in life. Jesus has to be your Lord and Savior. But you cannot do that no. until you ask him to be your Lord and Savior. That's right. You and do. you know, I don't want people to think, well, Christian life is a boring life. Or then I have to follow all these rules. Or then I can't do this and I can't do that. There, I hate when people there really say that. There really is no comparison to... No. There is no comparison to that. I, I can't even put words to it because... Well, because, listen, if you, um, if you choose Jesus... And here's the thing. We all need a Savior. Yeah. We need somebody to save us from what this world is throwing out at us and our children mm-hmm. and, and our families. And 
we need Jesus. Yeah. And so this lifestyle of Christianity, it takes all of that ugly stuff away. And it's not about being restricted. Yeah, don't no. think about the one thing that you love so much that you think you're going to have to completely get rid of it. You may have to, but don't focus on that because God will come into your heart and give you a totally new desire that oh, you're like, he'll wow, I can't even... A hundredfold. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't even bother. It won't even bother you, no. I promise you. No. Like, you won't even think about it. It won't even feel like a loss. Right. You're going to look at that thing so differently. He's not going to make it to where you're just so dreadful and just everything is so, I mean... Boring. Yeah. It's like, not... It's not. He, he'll he, like. It's true. He'll come in and give you new desires to where don't even think about that. Just you know what? I wish people. Uh, I wish you know unbelievers they can see. You're living a life of. I, I just have this mental picture of mice on a wheel. You're just going around the wheel, but boy, a life with the Lord is so much richer. There's so much more to it. Yeah. It's not, he will take you places and right. give you experiences that you've never even thought that you would walk through. Yeah, it's not a boring get no. up, go to work, no. come home, get up, go to. It's not like no. that. It's really not. If you have the Lord in your life, boy, he'll he'll show you something new every day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I believe that. So don't feel like so if you're struggling with a stronghold of sexual immorality you're like how could i live without pornography or how can i live without how can i actually not struggle with lust anymore god can do all things yeah he sure can God can do all things he could, he it's could not change. you so don't think about oh how can i it's yeah. not you it's not about it's not about you doing it's, it yeah you you're not help. doing it you need help yeah you're you're surrendering the i can't do it on my own anymore to so him. God come in and do it for me. Like you, God, you got to come in and help me with this. Yes. I can't yes. do it. Yes. That's what a stronghold is, is you're completely surrendering it over because you can't. You can't do it shake on it own. on your own. Right. <coughs> um, let's see. Are we good on four then? Yep. Okay. I think we are. Number five, five is in the enslaving spirit that usually accompanies fear. Ooh, this is good. These are addic addictions, bulimia anorexia, wrong relationships, codependency, and other obsessive disorders are worsened by this demon. Mm, let's look at Romans 8, 15. Yeah. Enslaving spirit. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Hmm. Let me just read a little more because this is good. The Spirit Himself, talking about the Holy uh -huh. Spirit, bears witness with our spirit within us that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and mm -hmm. joint heirs with mm -hmm. Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. I love that. Yeah, so addictions, bulimia, anorexia. Yeah, think about obsessive disorders. Yeah, There's, you know, OCD. That could be, yeah, 
It's in, it can be enslaving. So, yeah. Um, and it usually does accompany fear. Don't you feel like you're in bondage with these addictions? Um, you know, they put bulimia and anorexia in there. That's food addictions. And I want to bring out something about codependency because I, I noticed this um, actually about myself in a certain area. Um, I'm not, codependency in a nutshell is when you care more about somebody else's problem than they care themselves and usually it causes you to go in and enable and start taking care of their problem for them yes and you kind of get in the way or it also can enable or it could be um covering up their problem or issue yeah. codependency the origin of it is when someone was living with an alcoholic yeah that's where the word yeah started codependency uh -huh. is that so let's say it's a husband-wife situation right. the husband is alcoholic and the wife would then um, uh, buy him his alcohol so she's enabling him she would call in for work, work. because he was actually hung over not sick yeah. so just covering over for him um, is kind of like codependency but I noticed that sometimes if you are overly worried yeah overly concerned in your thoughts uh -huh. that it's consuming your thought process about somebody else it can be a form uh-huh yeah of, uh it's kind of like more of a an overt type of or is it covert more more covered up more hidden type covert. of codependency covert yeah. yeah it's more covert so think about that if you are overly obsessed there's that word obsession yeah about somebody else's issues and problems that's consuming your thought life that you're over worried that could be a mild form of codependency yeah. and you need to release that Give over that to, to the lord yeah and say i'm no longer gonna allow my thoughts to continue to go to that mm -hmm. issue or that problem now it's good to always pray about it but you got to pray and let it go like pray about it and, and then give walk it, away give from it give it to the lord yeah. to handle out the specifics and you know because i feel like that's going to help somebody out there right now i feel like that that was a good word for somebody because you do need to again it goes to take every thought captive so if yeah. you are overly concerned and worried yep. and your thought process is over overly 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 going over that that is not how god wants you to live no you can't live all consumed by somebody else's issues or all consumed with your spouse not doing what you want that spouse to do or overly um your your you know, there's, I don't know, with different relationships, you know, it could be friendships, it, it could be somebody. Parent, you know, being parent and what your kids are not making the right yes. choices. You cannot allow it to consume your thoughts. That's like I had somebody reach out to me yesterday and um, a step-parent was wanting to get a, get a teenager some counseling because the teenager was doing all the things he shouldn't be doing but she wanted to jump ahead of it and and get him into counseling i was asking questions and she didn't like me asking questions i was asking questions like okay well 
does he even want to come to counseling? You, you can't force a teenager into counseling because you want that teenager better. Hmm. You know, yes, is counseling good? Absolutely, it, it is good. But you have to have a willing participant. Yeah. And if somebody is not willing to participate in counseling, that means they're not going to do the work outside of counseling. Correct. And it's just going to be a waste of money and time. Correct. This person just did not like me asking questions about the situation, which I had to ask questions about the situation mm -hmm. to number one, determine if I'm the right person. Mm -hmm. And I determined no. He did not need he did not need a woman, another woman in his life. He mm. lost his mother. He did not need me in his life. He needs another man to help him understand what he needs to do as a young adult. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't need, you know, because probably in his life he's surrounded with other women. Yeah. Aunts teachers, mm -hmm. a stepmother, mm -hmm. I'm probably not the one for him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I could see where stepmom was coming from. She wanted to get this, this kid some help. She just wanted help now. She didn't want to explain the story. She didn't want to do any of that. She just wants, and sometimes you, you, when you're in that position, you're getting yourself way ahead of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so think about any kind of, you know, are you obsessed with having a clean house? <laughs> are you obsessed yeah. with uh, making sure you have straight A's? Are you That's a big one yeah. for teenagers. Are you obsessed with, um, you know, having the right clothes? Are you right obsessed shoes? with, yeah, you know. So there's a, there's a lot of things um, you got to think about in your life that may be uh, a stronghold that's enslaving you, even if it's mild. I don't. I wouldn't even want to like mess around with it. You know, I would just really question yourself because that strongholds grow. They don't start out as um, full blown stronghold. It, it starts out as a as a little bit of a problem and a little bit of a sin and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it grows into a stronghold that it's just enslaved you. Yeah. You know? You're in bondage. Yeah. So do we have time for one more? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. With We've actually, you know what? We don't. We stop? We need to go over oh, our, yes. uh, our eight. Yeah, we mentioned about you know, if you have these strongholds, we want to go over how to um, be free from them, what you need to do. So let's go over these eight um, steps to the removal of a stronghold. And we did this in last podcast. Yes. We're going we're gonna to kind of end each podcast yeah. with this. So number one, be sure you've confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Mm. That's number one. Yes. Number one, nothing else will work unless you do number one. <laughs> right. Two, realize only God can remove a stronghold. You got to get some you help. You have no power over it. Only yeah. God does. You got to ask the Lord for help. Yes. Three, identify the stronghold. Mm. Again, you need to name what it is. Mm -hmm. Four, confess all sins related to the strongholds. Yep. So if that means, for example, you are being codependent on someone, you need to 
uh, confess, Lord, that that I have no power over this person. I release them. I surrender them to you. Mm-hmm. I don't own their body, mind, and spirit. That That's belongs right. to you. So you have to confess any sins related to strongholds. Actually, with two, three, and four, you have got to get you got to get a little humble. Yeah, for sure. You have to you have to get a little humble and look inward. Yes. Number five is thank God for forgiveness. Just thank him for his mercy and forgiveness that he gives you mm-hmm. and receive it. Six, visualize the destruction. Yeah. What, what part is yours? Yeah. What are you doing here? Uh-huh. And then just see that stronghold being destroyed once yes. and for all before you. Seven, ask God to free you from the negative demonic force associated with strongholds. Uh Um, So because those thoughts, the negative patterns may want to come right back in. So you have to be able to be free from even those and and recognize it. That's the enemy just wanting to keep you in the stronghold. Right. All of that negativity. Uh Uh-huh. And eight, make restitution. Mm, That's a hard one. Yeah. Because sometimes you may have to go to somebody and... Yeah. And yeah. and apologize or mm-hmm. do something, make restitution. Yeah. So, well, it looks like we um, got through four and five, <laughs> which was the spirit of sexual immorality mm-hmm. and an enslaving spirit. Yeah, we still we got to get to a to twelve. Yeah. So, but we'll this continue is, you know, next time. It's part of our series of good versus evil. I think it's turned into a series. So yeah, we'll just continue on to with it. But um, I hope that's helped you guys. Absolutely. All Until right. next time. All right. See you later. Uh huh. Bye bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.